Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Blade 2 is the movie I'm going to be talking about in this episode, obviously. movie that came out in 2002. A movie that I watched while working at a movie theater back when it came out and was not impressed. I did not like the movie, so I was excited to revisit Blade 2. I have not seen it since watching it in the movie theater back in the day. And I gotta say, still not a fan of this movie. Uh, so I'll be interested to see. I've never watched Blade Trinity, so I'll be interested to see how much I like that one. See how I view the trilogy as a whole. Obviously, news of Blade being rebooted. I guess a new Blade movie supposedly coming out uh, next year. Uh, not used, uh, Wesley Snipes not being the Blade, new Blade. Uh, but this movie is Wesley Snipes as Blade. Uh, and this one directed by Guillermo del Toro, which I am generally a fan of. Uh, and kind of bummed out at the fact that I, I'm not really a fan of this. I mean, there's just some stupid stuff in this movie. So obviously I'll be spoiling some things. Uh, this movie is all about, uh, there is like a vampire hybrid that is attacking people uh, that has like uh, this little split chin thing, which the, there are some cool stuff in this, in this movie, and there's some stupid stuff. Uh, so I'll be honest with that. It's not all bad, but there is enough bad in this to where it's like, as a whole, not really a big fan of this movie. The split chin thing, the effect of that chin opening up, almost like a predator type of a, a mouthpiece, uh, is kind of cool looking. The look of the vampire hybrid is cool, despite the fact that all of the vampire hybrids look exactly the same. So there are scenes in this movie where it is confusing knowing which vampire hybrid is which vampire hybrid as it just they all look the same and it's it's kind of a bummer but that is the premise of this this is new version of vampires they're not affected by the silver bullets they're not affected by garlic the only thing that seemingly affects them is uv lights so kind of interesting, this movie starts off with a monologue, there's an intro monologue that basically recaps the entire first movie, which is kind of, kind of cheesy, you know, I don't know, the most, you know, the most sequels to movies don't have a previously on type recap of what happened in the first movie, but this movie, for whatever reason, does. This movie also... Unlike the first movie, where the first movie felt like it inspired The Matrix, right? A lot of the aspects of Blade 1 felt like they inspired the first Matrix. This movie feels like The Matrix inspired this movie. The score of this movie has serious Matrix vibes to it. Uh, there is a lot of slow motion and flipping like unnecessary flipping of the of the of like all of these scenes so it just kind of feels like a cheesy matrix whereas the first one felt like it was the predecessor to the matrix uh but the hand-to-hand -hand combat in this is still fun even though there's not a whole lot in it uh there is uh the the dissolving vampires still looks cool 
I like that effect in the first one. They're still doing it in this one. Still looks pretty cool. Um, another feeling, another aspect of this movie that feels like it was inspired by the Matrix. The Whistler character is brought back. Uh, and he is found in a capsule of fluid with hoses sticking to him. Very much like the Matrix in a lot of ways. Uh, definitely not as cool as the Matrix. Like a very cheesy aspect of it. And kind of weak. Like, in, it doesn't really explain what happened in the last one. The last movie, we don't actually see Whistler die. But he's about to change. He just got beat up by all the, the vampires. And he's not doing too good. And Blade gives him his gun. We hear a gunshot and the gun fall. We see the gun fall to the ground. But in this, but apparently he didn't shoot himself. Like, we're to believe that in the previous movie, Whistler just shot the gun in the air and then dropped the gun to make it seem like to fool Blade. Which is one of many aspects of this movie that doesn't make any sense. Like, clearly they wanted to bring Whistler back because he's a popular character. But the way they do it, the writing of this movie, it's so weak. Like, I don't buy that in the previous movie, Whistler pretended to kill himself in order to become a vampire. Like, he wanted to allow himself to become a vampire for some reason. And he wanted to fool Blade into thinking he killed himself. And he would throw a gun that he helped design to the ground to make it, to really sell the point. It just doesn't make any sense. They bring him back and they fix him. And there's even a little joke that Whistler says that like, oh, they brought me back. But they, they healed everything except for he still has a bum knee. So it's like literally they just wanted to bring that exact character back for this movie. And they did it in the laziest way possible, it feels like. Blade also has a new sidekick in this movie while Whistler was gone. And, and Blade was out doing his Blade stuff around the world. He got a new sidekick who is the dude from The Walking Dead, which was kind of cool to see him. But he plays like a stoner. And it's a very, it's, it's clearly a stoner. The joints are abnormally long. Like, like they are blunt length joints, but they are clearly like just wrapped in regular smoking papers. It's not blunt wraps, but they are super long joints. And you know he's a stoner because there's always cartoons on. And he watches the cartoons like he's analyzing Doppler radar. Like, there are many scenes of him going to the, the t a TV that has cartoons, usually Powderpuff Girls, and he puts his hand on the TV, and he looks at it like he's analyzing it. Like, just kind of the dumbest, like, okay, this is a stoner, and it's a weird depiction. Like, it's, it, it's like an alien's version of what they think a stereotypical stoner would do. Like, abnormally long joints and constantly watching cartoons like cartoons are always on you know like you see the bank of tv screens and monitors for the the you know surveillance they're doing and one of those tvs always has the powder puff girls on it for some reason 
is take a little break from the Ray Taylor Show to promote my live art streams. That's right. I am an artist as well as a podcaster, and I paint live every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time. Head on over, the best place ever for streaming, youtube.com slash inspired disorder. That's right. Every Thursday at 4.20, you can watch me paint the many faces. Every week, I paint seven new faces of abstract portraits, ink on paper, and you can watch that happen. You can hang out with me while I listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts. Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out. Say hi. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. And let's paint some faces. Now let's get back to the show. And it's like they wanted to have that comic relief that Quinn provided in the first movie which was a fun character. I enjoyed the Quinn character in the first movie, how he's constantly like losing limbs and getting hurt and throwing out like he's like a goofy guy. I like he is a guy that pulls off the kind of stoner vibe. Whereas this movie is like, okay, we need to like ramp up the saturation on the stoner vibe, but it doesn't work. It doesn't make like he's not as funny, nearly as funny. Uh, this guy's name is Scud for some le- reason, like Stud, but with a I I don't I don't get it, I don't get it. Um, and there's a very aggressive meeting that happens between Scud and Whistler. Like they get in a fight right away. Like Whistler is very, very like protective of like equipment, and like it, it's like a very aggressive hello between these two guys, which doesn't really make any sense either. Then there's this like cool ninja fight, a lot of lot more flipping, which is fine. It was a cool like ninja fight, and and a clear sign that there's a lot of CG. A lot of the fight scenes are CG people, but I thought that you know my my memory of this movie was that the CG was uh, the people the the rubber they were like way more rubbery in my memory than they were like i felt like that part even though it's clear that there there's like a cg blade fighting a cg ninja vampire it still looked cool and the way they were designed looked cool and but the the whole reason they showed up was to deliver a message so the fight was kind of unnecessary it's just like a fight scene to have a fight scene for no reason and also the ninja vampires don't show up in any other part of this movie. All of the other vampires that are in this movie are just like your ragtag vampire kind of crew. No more ninja vampires. They just showed up to deliver a message, and pre-delivering of the message, they had to get in a little rumble with Blade. Kind of a fun fight scene, but narratively stupid. Didn't make any sense. Then, of course, we have another rave scene. Right? Blade is going to team up with the other vampires, right? Enemy of my enemy is my friend. There's this new hybrid vampire. He's got to team up with these other vampires. And they're going to do surveillance at a a rave. And it's like, fine, you know, techno rave, very 90s, first movie had it. The Matrix had them. Just like, okay another rave scene and it's like gory stuff is happening during the rave which was kind of cool like a lot of body mutilation type stuff which is cool different 
But then there's like they're setting up these cameras, these spy cameras that are like GoPro size, not very discreet. And they're just sticking them on walls and like acting like they are not noticeable, despite the fact that they are just like these clunky cameras that they're setting up. And like the amount, the complete lack of trying to blend in or not be noticed is so evident, not only with these chunky cameras, these giant spy cameras they're sticking everywhere, but also there's a scene where Blade is standing on the stage, right? There's a bunch of people dancing and stuff on the floor. There's a bunch of people dancing on the stage. And Blade is standing on the stage, center stage, just standing still while everything is moving around him. Like, one of the most obvious places you can be in this entire rave situation. And you're trying to blend in somehow. Of course, there's a big fight that breaks out. But it's like, it's just like, it doesn't make sense. You're not, you're not like, there's no covertness going on with this. Like, you're sticking out, like, every aspect of this, you're sticking out like a sore thumb. But whatever fight scene and then this is where all of the hybrid vampires look the same and it's confusing because there's fights going on at different parts you know some are in the rave area some are at this other place some are at this other place but they all kind of look like they're the same thing and that's kind of where we find out that like we know that the bullets don't work yet throughout this entire movie all of these people continue to shoot bullets at these vampire hybrids. Like they say, garlic and bullets, these silver bullets don't work. The only thing that affects them is UV light. We know that. This is what we know. I mean, maybe this is where they find that out. But throughout the rest of the movie, they are still trying to shoot these vampire hybrids with bullets, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, obviously they want gunplay because it looks cool but it doesn't fit with the story like everybody should just have uv flashlights which is dumb they shouldn't have written these hybrid vampires like these hybrid vampires the only thing that should be effective on them if they wanted to make that work narratively and look cool and fit is to have bullets be the only thing that works then shooting at them would make sense but since you know UV light is the only thing that, f that works against these things, everybody should just be armed with these UV flashlights. That's it. They, they make these like UV light bomb, grenade bomb thingies, which is kind of a cool idea. But like, yeah, that's the only thing that works, so let's just have flashlights everywhere. But no, they're just armed with guns for no reason. Doesn't do anything. They know it doesn't do anything. So they team up, whatever. They know that only UV is the only threat. The, the way the flashlight kills look, looks stupid. The CG version, like they're not just, I mean, s some aspects are kind of cool. They, there's a couple cool scenes. None of them are even close to the vampire death scene, that sunrise death scene of Blade 1 where the guy melts like, you know, Temple or uh the the uh, Indiana Jones movie, 
where they like melt and he catches on fire and it looks actually looks like fire. Like every like most of these light bomb kills, they just like amp up the they, I don't know. It's just stupid. It looks stupid. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right. I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com, buy original art, buy prints if that's your jam, if you want 8x10 prints on high quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to InspiredDisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to InspiredDisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. The dialogue is horrible. There's so many scenes where people are talking and it's just like, I don't care. I don't care. They're trying to put this story in. It's like, oh, they're trying to create the the perfect vampire that's not susceptible to these things and they were able to do this to where most of the things don't work except for uv light so we're almost there and they like show like they have a big giant rack of all the the genetically engineered embryos these genetically engineered fetuses and they're just like there just like out in the open so of course those end up getting blown up like there's no reason when they finally trap everybody they just have them out in the open they're not in any kind of cage there's no like prison cell they just like put them in like right next to where all the embryos are they set off like a light bomb right they're gonna go they're gonna get them they go and invade their thing and they have this light bomb for whatever reason the vampires that he teams up with are all butt hurt and they want to get revenge on Whistler because they, they were offended. So they, you know, they get revenge on Whistler and they kill Whistler again. I think, they, I don't know if they kill him, but, you know, they beat him up. And they end up sabotaging their mission because Whistler offended them. Doesn't make sense that they would sabotage their existence because they were offended about a thing. But they make it so, like, the bombs, the light bombs don't work. But, of course, Blade is able to figure out how to make the light bombs work. And the light bomb does something that light doesn't do. This light bomb turns corners. So light somehow, in this reality, is able to turn corners, but not go through water. Because one of the vampires avoids this light bomb by diving under the water like the the light this uv light basically acts like fire but it's not fire it's light it's uv light but it, it acts like fire so maybe there was a version of this movie where they were going to use fire but they're like we can't use fire because it's uv light 
I, I don't know. It just it doesn't didn't make any sense. Didn't make sense why the vampires would sabotage the whole mission. Didn't make sense that light would turn corners, but then not be able to go through water. It's just like, I don't know. And then meanwhile, all these people knowingly are shooting worthless bullets at these vampire hybrids, clearly not doing anything. Like, just why even have them shooting at all? It, it's it, they could just be doing like little spit wads and it would be the exact same effectiveness but of course you get to see the visual of shooting guns because that's cool but it's just completely ineffective completely worthless and they know it's worthless it, it's just like it's it's so stupid and of course this scud guy the new guy is a double cross like, he's the one that set him up. But not only that, Blade knew he was a double cross. And Blade didn't hit the little remote control thing to blow up the dude's head. He knew it was, it's like, uh, like this twist on a twist, but it's like the laziest twist on a twist. It makes sense, okay, he's a double cross, whatever, he's working with the vampires the whole time, whatever, whatever. But at no point does it make sense that Blade knew and he was going along with this whole ruse. And even to the point where he fakes pressing the button so that Scud can come out as the double crosser. It is like, what? No, that is just dumb. It is so dumb. And of course this movie, similar to the first one, is Blade being strapped to a, like, like table that has, like, embossed shape of his body and for them to extract blood. It's, like, almost the exact same thing as the first movie of Blade being strapped to a thing to get blood drained from him. And they're going to use his... And then in this one, he falls into a pool of blood instead of having to... Like, the scientist lady doesn't exist in this movie at all. Which is kind of weird. Doesn't make sense. But. Whatever. So many aspects of this movie. Are just stupid. Some fun fight scenes. I will grant it that. The CG. The rubber people issue that I had before. Don't really have an issue. I think it's fine. I think a lot of the fight scenes. They hold up just fine. There's definitely a lot of unnecessary flipping. That goes on. But whatever. It's fine. But the dialogue is stupid. The reason, the excuse for bringing Whistler back is, or how they brought Whistler back is stupid. The double cross with, with Scud is dumb. And how Blade knew it is dumb. The fact that the light is the only weapon against these hybrids. That it, they should have just been armed with flashlights. Fucking UV glow sticks and you're good. You're like, they can't get near you. Like there's... Like, logically, there's so many things they could have done knowing that UV light is dangerous that, like, they, they should have been able to do more. In, instead of wasting a bunch of bullets, they know don't do anything. The design of the, the vampire hybrids was cool. How their chin opens up, I thought that was cool. So there were some cool aspects to this movie. But overall, this movie is garbage. 
it is like, oh, it's so dumb. I was so bummed out at the end to see that it was directed by Guillermo del Toro. Obviously, I mean, there's some, the actors I enjoy a lot of, like Ron Perlman plays one of these vampires. Uh, Norman uh, Reedus playing Scud, I thought was fun. There's some fun actors in this. Donnie Yen played one of the ninja uh, ninja vampires that just kind of disappears. But a few cool elements in what was mostly a garbage movie. Blade 2. Wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but I'm interested to see how Blade 3 comes through. See if maybe I know Ryan Reynolds is in it, so maybe that will, as far as comedy relief, probably will be the best of, probably be as close to Quinn as far as fun. He's going to be that, you know, quippy, clever Ryan Reynolds thing. So we'll see. Uh, but I'm excited to see how it plays out and definitely excited to see what they do with the remake. But anyway, Blade 2. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.